Well, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 105. When life does not go the way you thought. Ooh. What the real title is, is like, what happens when life doesn't go the way you thought? But I just felt like that was a, you lot, shortened a it on really the fly. long time, really long title. When so life when doesn't I, work out the way you thought. My yeah. goodness. Well, that applies to pretty much everybody. Everybody. And I think anyone would say it's happened more than they would have expected for their life. At least for me. Yep. I know for sure. And there's a story behind this topic. We'll get to that in a second. But it's been a busy past couple weeks. Oh, man. A I feel good, like we say that every time. I know. I know. It's probably so annoying. great. You're busy. Awesome. No, but we are. (laughs) (laughs) But we are. But we are. We uh, traveled to Michigan together. Yep. That was awesome. It was so awesome. We got to, um, uh, my mom and dad watched Pepper. So we just got to go, just the two of us. And we were like in the car, even driving like to and from locations. And I'd look over at him and be like, why do I feel so relaxed right now? I'm just in a car. Like, this is not a relaxing thing. But it's because I wasn't like trying to manage a two-year-old in the back constantly. Like throwing Cheerios at me. It's just even that like is peaceful to me when you don't get that very much. Obviously love our two-year-old to death, but having those like little getaways are really, even when it's work, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, travel can be exhausting, but there's also the one thing about it I always think is like you get to your hotel room and if you've had a long day at home and you get home, you still have all kinds of things you need to do around the house. You feel like I'd pick up this, clean this. Make your dinner, clean up your dinner. Yeah. And when you are traveling, so much of that is somewhat taken care of for you, especially if you're in a hotel. And uh, so it can be relaxing. But we had a great time, and we got to speak together for the first time. Yeah. I mean, we speak together on the podcast all the time, but you've never been on stage with me, and we got to speak. Yeah, that was awesome. I was, you know, I really... A lot of people ask me, I, I was not nervous until we were backstage. And then I was yeah. like, oh man, that's a lot of people. That's when I get nervous too. And that's why I wait to the last possible. I try anywhere I'm speaking, if it's a church, if it's a conference, an event, whatever, I try to stay out talking with people because it distracts me. Yeah. And then when I know I literally only have seconds, that's when I'm going to go backstage and take a couple big deep breaths. But I'm usually that I hit, I get really nervous then. And then once I walk out and I mm-hmm. say the first word, whatever the first word is, yeah. it's like I get in a zone and I don't yeah. think, I'm sure I'm still nervous, but I don't mm-hmm. think about it. That's exactly how I, I felt. Yeah. Once I actually like looking at the crowd, cause it was, a lot of women. Yeah. A lot of women. I mean, like, I don't know, over 800 apparently. Um, the number and like the visual of 800 women was scary. But then when you walk out and you look at one person, you're like, oh, I can talk to you. Yeah. You know, it just felt very... Uh, just well, you crushed intimate. it. You did. No one would have... If we hadn't told them, no one would have ever known that you hadn't spoke on stage well, before. Well, thank you. I had a good time and I couldn't have done it. Without you, for sure. So oh, you crushed it, and fun. and that the topic we talked about that night is a topic that we're talking yeah. about on this podcast, yes. and that's what kind of led into this is this idea of what what do you do when you have all these dreams, you have all these expectations for the way your life's going to go, and then you obviously get into life, and I think we've all experienced shattered dreams. Mm-hmm. We've experienced things going a completely different way than the way we thought. And and what's interesting too is I think this can be even a little more frustrating for people of faith 
than people who might yeah. not yeah. have faith or, or faith isn't a part of their you know daily life. Because we kind of have this expectation, I think often, right or wrong, that when things aren't going the right way, if we ask God for yeah. his help, Somehow it's going to get fixed. Yeah. So if you're a person of faith, it's not just what do you do when life doesn't turn out the way you thought life was going to turn out. You also have this other question that's kind of there. You might not phrase it this way, but you're also wondering, what do I do when God doesn't show up for me in the way I thought God was going to show up yeah. for me? Yeah. So it's kind of like a double whammy. It's like, yeah, life isn't turning out the way I thought. And also, this whole God thing, I thought he was just going to like, magically make all this come together mm-hmm. and he's not right now for mm-hmm. some reason and so you feel this disappointment there as well yeah yeah i feel like i've seen lots of people's faith flip upside down in those situations mostly when it's you feel like god's not showing up you know you're like but it's not that he's not it's just that he's not showing up the way that we expected it you know yep. it's like back to our own control and our own desires and our own you know uh, ex- imaginary like pathways that we thought were going to happen but it is, it's when those moments of like, God, how could you let this happen? Yeah. Or how could you make me wait, sit here and just wait for this thing? It's like, you think that it's this like punishment instead of like, what if God has, you know, it's coming or there's a new path or there's mm-hmm. some, but it is, it's like we get flipped upside down when we think that it's specifically when we feel like God's not showing up. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the bigger dreamer you are and the more plans you make, the more likely you're going to be set up at some point, yeah. you know, for, but, you know, for you and I, you know, we've seen this in our life. I've seen it in my life numerous times. Obviously, one of the most significant was going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never, and I've said this before, I don't think anybody stands across from someone and pledges to love them for a lifetime and could ever dream that there's going to be a day yeah. that you might go through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that. that's not part of your thought and your plans when you're going through that. But you and I have both been through that. And that, that was a huge, like, life shift, I think, for both of us. Yeah. But there have been others, too. There have been career things for me, other dreams, that I, you know, that I thought my life would be in one place in that moment, and it wasn't even close to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you just said it. My divorce was the big one. Um, I felt like it was like a scarlet letter, <clears throat> you know, Um And yeah, I just, I really, not to be like in any way arrogant about this, but I had kind of trucked through life unscathed Mm -hmm. for a long time. And it was kind of, you know, but I was also young. I was like, well, there's, I'm grateful that in my young adulthood and my teens, I didn't go through anything crazy, but I entered my early twenties and I married someone that I knew deep down was not my person. And, um, it was a toxic very toxic relationship and I pursued it anyways, you know, like ignoring the the God nudges in me. And that's where I have to go back and think like, because I was going through that. I'm like, God, how did you let that happen? I'm like, no, Jordan, he gave you decisions and power to make your own decisions. And there were inklings and there were other things. And so I think, you know, I just have to always bring myself back to that of being like, God didn't do that to me. He brought me through it, you know, and, and I, one of the most beautiful things after that was just seeing like the support and all that afterwards. But yeah, it's, it, it, I, I just cannot have, I would not have ever dreamed that because I was so like, like I said, unscathed through most of my early life thinking like, oh, but then you're going to marry someone you're not supposed to marry and um, go through a divorce and you're going to be 25 when that happens. Like, mm. no, like, 
just saying that out loud makes me think, well, Jordan, you were 25. Like you were what I feel yeah. like was so young and a baby. But anyways, it was a mess. Well, you just tapped into something and we're about to get into some practical things about how do you respond in life when it doesn't turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out. But you just kind of mentioned this whole, like, if you view it from something that God has done to you or yeah. life has done to yeah. you, you're approaching it from a victim mindset yeah. and you will likely never recover from that. Yeah. Do you know what I think is almost more dangerous? Maybe not more dangerous. I think more, more um, impactful for me is actually on the other side of it. I had a shame mindset. Mm-hmm. And so like when I went through that thing, the shame buried me. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that you had a failure. You thought you were a failure. Right. Yeah. I was a failure. I didn't just fail at something. I was a failure and that was going to just stay with me forever. Um, but yeah, that shame element can really cripple you too. Mm. But yeah, for sure. But I do, I think one of the most important questions that any individual can ask in advance before you find yourself in this situation, because we know, we know it's coming. I don't care how successful you are. There are going to be seasons where you find yourself in a, in a season of life mm-hmm. where it's not turning out the way you thought yeah. it was going to turn out. Yeah. And I think that if you wait until that moment to try to figure it out, it's going to be very difficult. Because when you go through any kind of crisis, disappointment, discouragement, failure, whatever, rarely are you thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. And your emotions begin to take over. And if you don't have a plan in advance, you're going to just go with your emotions, which really works out well. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's so important for all of us in life, relationships, business to in advance determine how are we going to respond yeah. when life, when a situation, when work, when business, when it doesn't turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out, how are you going to respond? Yeah. Because while there may not be a lot of things you have control over in that moment. How you respond to that situation is not only 100% in your court, it is also going to determine what the next days, weeks, months, and years look like yeah, for you. Yeah. And so you need to know in advance, this is how I plan on responding mm-hmm. when there's some kind of crisis or some kind of failure. Yeah. Uh, and you know the, when we talked Friday night, the story I used was the story of Joseph. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite stories in scripture, and it's this guy who has a dream, but man, his day-to-day life for years mm-hmm. is just turmoil after turmoil, disappointment after disappointment. You know, he's beat up by his own brothers, he's thrown into a pit by his own brothers, he's sold into slavery by his own brothers, like his own family rejected him. And, you know, he he keeps in every situation just responding mm-hmm. with his confidence that God's with him. Yeah. And he just keeps acting with character and integrity and putting one foot in front of the other, doesn't get discouraged by it, doesn't become a victim of it. Mm-hmm. You know, he finally moves from slavery, raises up the ranks because uh, he becomes a trusted advisor to a guy by the name of Potiphar, who's a high-ranking Egyptian official. Uh, but eventually, his boss's wife tries to seduce him. Even though he rejects her, doesn't fall for the temptation, she falsely accuses him of rape. He's thrown in prison. He's forgotten. I mean, he had... Yeah, he had every right to be like, all right. <laughs> to, yeah, to just say, yeah, yeah, life is not happening for me. It is definitely happening to, to me. me. Um, he could have had that victim mindset, but he didn't. He just kept patiently waiting for his opportunity, doing the best he could in whatever the situation was. Yeah. And I, that story is super inspiring for me. But what you did in that talk, which I thought was brilliant, 
was you really kind of gave, and again, we were talking to a group of women, but this certainly applies to men as well. You gave them some real just foundational, like, here's what I do when I find myself in a season of life where life isn't turning out the way I thought. Yeah. And I thought we could just kind of talk through those together. Yeah. So I'm super practical. I'm like a... I, I love inspiring talks, but at the end of it, I'm like, okay, <laughs> but tell me what to do. How do I do that? What's the real talk like day to day? Like, what do I do? Um, so I came up with three things. Uh, the first one is just looking for God's goodness. And if you're not a person of faith, I think that would just be like having a posture of gratitude. And so going through life, um, and again, if you believe in God, it's just believing that God is still powerfully present and Mm -hmm. still very much helping you through each day. But I tend to like in those hard seasons, I just put up these blinders and I'm like, you know what? This one thing clouds everything for some reason. I hate that about myself, but like if there's something like I'm struggling through for whatever reason, that's what I see. I look through this lens of like, that's what's happening to me. And I don't look at all the things I have and Mm. I'm not like super grateful for everything else that's happening around me, all I can see is what I don't have. And um, you helped me a lot with like shifting my mindset around that and finding ways to be grateful. And just the simple act of intentionally like acknowledging things that you do have actually changes the course of your brain. That sounds yeah. so silly. and But it is really like a, we have a lot more control over our brain than we think. Absolutely. Um, and I think this posture of gratitude or just seeing God's goodness um, actually can shift your whole mindset. And then when, when the stuff's not happening like you thought, that's still going to be there. So you can choose to go through life like that, or you can choose to go through life acknowledging that, but also acknowledging the things that you do have. And I feel like by doing that, it takes those blinders off. And then there's these opportunities that come in that had we had our blinders up, we wouldn't have even had a heart to see or accept or yeah. even be open to. So um, I just think, you know, having that posture, again, just kind of shifts your mindset and thinking like, you know what? Yes, this is happening, but having a heart of gratitude allows you to see the good that also is coming that we might have missed. Yeah. It's, it, essentially, you're saying it's so easy for us to get tunnel vision. Yeah. And that, you know, that happens in relationships too. Like, if, if I get mad at you about something, mm-hmm. it's almost like my mind then starts yes. scanning for other annoying things yes. that you're doing or have done in the past. Yeah. And you get this tunnel vision, right? Yeah. And it's it's and you find reasons to mm-hmm. continue to be annoyed because yeah. your mind is scanning for it. You double down. Exactly. And I think you're right. We do the same thing in life. We start looking for other evidence to support the fact that life is falling apart. Yeah. Oh, there's this and there's that. And yeah. You've heard me say a million times, if you can't find ways to celebrate God's faithfulness in your past, yeah. you're never going to trust Him with your future. So good, yeah. And I, I really do think you're you're on to something there. you you got to, even when something is falling apart, find other ways to look around mm-hmm. for the goodness in your life because it's there. Yeah. It's not all bad. Right. Yeah, I gave this example when we spoke, um, and I actually didn't follow through with the full example. Um, looking back on it, I didn't take it full circle, but I was talking about how when I had Pepper around like a year of age for her, I was just kind of like, I felt like I had done all the baby stuff and I'm like, okay, now I have this one year old and I, I, you know me, I'm very driven in the sense of like career or performance or just wanting to do things. I want to like it or not, probably very much a weakness of mine. I want to accomplish things Mm -hmm. and not just for myself, but so that others know I'm accomplishing things as, as egotistical as that sounds. Um, but I was like, I have a one year old, I'm staying at home. 
what am I contributing aside? I, and I, being a stay at home mom is a full-time job. I am a stay at home mom. So don't come at me. Cause like, I really believe that <laughs> like it is a full time job. I craved something more, um, alongside of it. And I just had this cloud over my head. I was like, this is all I'm good for. Just like keeping this sweet little baby alive. Like, what am I doing? Like, I want to do more. And I was like tunnel vision, like this career, this like thing in the sky was not happening. And I, how could I ever have both? And how could I ever pursue things I'm interested in and be with pepper? And I just was like negative. And then one day I was like, you need to be so grateful. You're going to like long for these days. Yeah. And like, I really did my heart shifted. And then out of nowhere, this opportunity came up because I did, I changed kind of like my heart around it. And I started doing things with pepper that made me joyful, which was like igniting some of my creative side and then showcasing that in a way I didn't know would take off. And then that it, it, went into its own like world yeah. where I now have a, you know, platform on Instagram because of that, because yeah. I decided to shift my heart and my mind around staying at home with my daughter. I other pathways lit up big because I didn't have my blinders on of like, no, I got to be on a corporate ladder. I got to do this. Like that lit its way or slid its way into my life. And I think had I not had that mental shift, I would just would have kept trucking forward with this, like, no, it has to be this way. Yeah. It's like, uh, I've used this illustration before, but it's like you're walking down this path, right? You have this path for your life. And then out of nowhere, this gigantic boulder falls into the middle of your path. And you're like, well, this, that's not supposed to be there. Yeah. I've got this path. I have this agenda. I have mm-hmm. this dream. I'm going in this direction. And now there's this obstacle in front of me. Yeah. And you feel paralyzed. And what I encourage people all the time is to say, what if the obstacle is the path? Yeah. Which is exactly what it was for you. Mm -hmm. It created a new path, a new way of doing things differently than what you had originally envisioned. Yeah. And this whole idea of looking for goodness, like that's true about the world. It's true about yourself. And if you don't do that, like it's like, Sometimes I get so frustrated, Jordan, and I know you get frustrated with me, but when something doesn't, if I fail at something, I can be so stinking hard on myself. Mm -hmm, So let's just say I miss a meeting. You've heard me before. I I can't believe I I missed that meeting. I'm such an idiot. It's, I'm not good at this. I'm I'm not not good good at at scheduling stuff. I'm not good at admin. I have no right trying to run this stuff myself. And, And it's like in that moment, I am fighting for my limitations. Instead of my strengths. Yeah. And I failed to acknowledge, oh, wait, you just had 150 meetings in a row that you successfully showed up at on time and executed, Mm -hmm. but one went wrong. And you think the whole thing's falling apart. Yes. Can I play this back for you tomorrow when you have to? (laughs) You cannot. Yeah. No, it's, it is. It's just, again, we just focus and fixate. And oftentimes it's around our insecurities, right? So those are always hard to overcome. Totally. Okay. So that's number one. Look for God's goodness. Number two. Uh, don't do it alone. So just finding strength in whatever community you have. Um, and if you don't have a community, I would encourage you to like find one. Um, I'm really bad at this. So if like I'm going through something, it could be really big. It could be a bump, you know, but what, 
regardless, I, I tend to isolate mostly because I just like, oh, I don't want to bother so-and-so with this or Pete's friend doesn't want to hear me say this again. He's going to just think, yep, you're, uh, you know, on a merry-go-round here. But, um, I just tend to do that. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer and I'll go back to being my perfectionist self and feeling like, oh, if I just kind of like hide behind this facade, not even hiding, I would even say half the time, it's just like, I'm just not going to talk about it. Mm. And it just sits there and it builds. Um, but I'm, I have found that in the moments, in the seasons when I did have hard times and I did have the courage to tell somebody or reach out, it changed the game. Yeah. And having people hear I'm not okay or something's not going how I thought, I really believe it is one of the most connective, authentic things that we can say to somebody else because we've all been there and most of the time we are yeah. hiding it. So when someone does have the courage and vulnerability to say that, like, I just jump on it. It's yeah. like such an opportunity to love on somebody. But I do think it's, and obviously you want to do that in a safe environment. Like you're not going to go share it with somebody you don't know and don't, doesn't have like the best intentions for your life for them. So, but I do think, I mean, it's just huge. And um, it, it, for me, the women who showed up for me in those seasons, and I think it was mostly women in those specific seasons, um, man, I mean, I'll never forget them. I'll, yeah. I'll never forget my friend, Anna, like, having me come over to her house. She baked cakes with me and we sat and watched like some show, you know, or my mom and my dad coming to my aid in every capacity when I went through my divorce. Like those people are so deeply ingrained into my soul because I couldn't have done it without them. Yeah. And I really believe that like when we're going through something again, it can be big, it can be small, but that community of people is so crucial. Yeah. And I think often what holds us back is we don't want to be perceived as weak or yeah. perceived as not having it all together. And there's that that old quote, and, I, and I'm going to butcher this, but it was something along the lines of uh, that, you know, people might be impressed with your mm -hmm. strengths and your accomplishments, but they are attracted to your vulnerability. Yeah. So it's like they're influenced by your weakness, yeah. impressed by your perfection, influenced by your weakness. Yep. Yeah. And just being honest. And and I, I have to believe that the second one, don't do it alone, is really important, especially if you're failing at your first point, which was looking for God's goodness. Yeah. Because what they can do for you is give you a perspective that you're having a hard time finding on your own. Yeah. You may try to find the goodness and you can't, mm -hmm. but the other people who are not in the middle of your particular situation right. can see it a lot more clearly yeah. than you can. That's often what you do too with clients. I feel yes. like, you know, like they're in the middle of something and there's like this thorn in their eye and you're like, um, yeah, <laughs> I think that, that might be that. Yeah, that, that's, be that. That, that might be that yeah. little thing right there. In your yeah. Eye. Yeah. Well, and I've seen this in my own life. I've said this before, but God has used community to confront my desire to give up mm -hmm. time and time and time again. And uh, they're able to create, you know, just a, a different environment of encouragement and perspective that's so helpful when you are in one of those seasons where it feels like everything's kind of falling apart. Yeah. No, I think, I think even like physiologically, it's good for us. Like God designed us as people to be in community and we naturally, our bodies emit different hormones and chemicals when we're with people. And so even when you're down, just being with somebody, even if they don't have all the perfect things to say, it really does kind of help shift your heart. So um, yeah, don't do it alone. Yeah. All right. Number three, trust in God's unseen hand. Um, if you're not a person of faith, it would just be believing that the hard times have a purpose, like everything happens for a reason kind of thing. And I really used to hate that phrase because 
when I was going through my, my divorce, I was like, excuse me, I don't think so. Like, I don't mm. think this is happening for a reason. I think I should have made a better decision two years ago and then I wouldn't be going through this, right? Like I just kind of think it's somehow still my fault and there's gonna be no good to come from pain. Um, but obviously I'm on the other side of it almost like what, eight years or something. And, um, I would, would I like, could I go back and change? I could, if someone gave me like, here's a magic wand. I don't think I would be who I am today. No doubt. And, um, I don't think for that reason, I, I, I wouldn't change that. Um, but so, you know, I think all of those things really suck when you're going through them. And when someone tells you like, Oh, there's a plan, don't worry. It just stinks to hear it. It just stinks. It's like, okay, so I just sit here and wait sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes that is it. Like sometimes you either a have to feel it and go through it and heal it. Um, B, sometimes it's just totally something out of your control. Maybe it's an illness. Maybe it's infertility. It's something like that where you really have zero, there's nothing actionable at all, which that to me is like so hard. And if you're going through that right now, I'm so sorry. It's just painful, right? Um, But then there's other seasons in your life where it is, there is action to be had. And we're just not taking that action, right? Like I, I am so guilty. I've done this with career. I've done this with relationship where I just feel like somehow my faith is like this, um, like uh, some game where it's just going to bring something and land it in my lap. And I think, oh, God's just going to have me bump into my soulmate at Kroger, or God's just going to put that perfect career in my lap. And it, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that that cannot happen. Obviously that has happened before to people, but I do think like there are seasons in life where we think we're just waiting when really God's asking us to take a step forward and he's asking us to move and he's asking us to say, like, okay, well, what's that one thing in your gut right now that you know you need to do? You know, maybe for me, when I was waiting on that career, it was like, well, you need to stop sitting in the career you hate. You need to take a step forward to something else. Nothing's going to fall into your lap if you're just sitting there idling, you know, so whatever that thing is usually involves some level of fear and unknown and uncertainty, which is scary, which is why we just don't do it. Um, but I, I hope it's actually an encouraging thing to think that this is actually something you can do towards forward. Does that mean you're going to get to all the way to, you know, a to Z with that one step? No, but you're going to get to B and once you're at B, then you can take another step. It's just taking that step that I think is so important. So that's just, my two cents on I that. love that. And I think a lot of people get stuck there with this whole idea of just trust in God's unseen hand because they they either do one of two things. They either do nothing and expect God to do everything yeah. or they begin to control and manipulate things that they were never designed to control yeah. and manipulate. Um, years ago, I gave this message uh, that had something to do with this, but uh, I had this illustration. And on stage, I had two trash cans, mm. and on and I had them labeled on the front where everybody can see them. And one trash can said "I can," <laughs> and the other trash can said "God can." Okay. And I had this basket of like just like uh, kickballs okay. up there, and I'd create different situations with each kickball. So, for instance, I'd say, you know, some of you are unemployed right now. And you're looking for your dream job. And there are some things in this situation that I can mm-hmm, or you mm-hmm. can. Yeah. And there's some things that only God can. Yeah. And you need to know the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. So can I create a resume and start to send it out? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, 
But then there's a certain point where I have to trust that God's going to do what only God can do. Mm-hmm. But I, I need to show up. It, trusting yeah. in God's unseen hand does not mean you just sit, sit down in your chair and do nothing about your life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain things you can do. You mentioned, you know, looking for that that right spouse person. or person yeah. to date. It's like, you know what? You can take a shower. <laughs> get dressed up, you know, get on an online dating. There, there's certain things you can do mm-hmm. while you're in the process of trusting God for your future. Yeah, we get so, I'm guilty of this. I get so stuck in my head of how it was supposed to happen that I just, like we were saying earlier, you almost double down. Like, well, no, it's supposed to happen like this. Yep. Like, I, nope, I'm supposed to just, you know, a friend's supposed to refer someone to me or nope, this business is just supposed to take off or nope, this, you know, like you just, you have in your brain how you think it's going to go. And when it doesn't, you just double down and it's like, nope, still going to win. But there are like, and again, I think that's another opportunity for community to come in and help us kind of like, again, take the blinders off and kind of seeing where, where we need to be held accountable with some of the stuff that we feel like we're stuck in. Um, and again, I'm speaking to the stuff that does have actionable things. I know that there are some very serious situations in life that it is really, you're only in the God can category. And, um, so this was, I don't want that to seem insensitive to those situations because there are definitely two situations that, um, are, are different in those hard times. But anyways, yeah, I think, those three things just helped me. And, um, you know, I was trying to encourage the women on Friday, like you're in it right now, but you will be on the other side of it. Yeah. You will like it. It's, there is no other option. You'll be on the other side of it in one way or the other. And I just think it's a really cool opportunity when we do go through things like that, that are super hard and painful that we then get to help other people. And you and I've talked about this, like we would not be, um, who we are or able to do some of the things that we do had we not gone through some of those things because nobody wants to hear from somebody who hasn't gone through a divorce and they're going through a divorce. They don't want to hear your, your yeah. you know, encouragement necessarily. But when you have gone through whatever that thing is, maybe it's even in business, like then you can help other men and women in business. Like it's just such an awesome opportunity to just kind of be these like encouraging, helpful hands when you've gone through something. Cause until you have, it's just kind of empty, you yep. know, and not to say don't be an encourager if you haven't gone through those things. But I do think there's just a depth to it. There, there is a meaning behind it that can be felt deeper by the person hearing it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. There's an illustration that I do often when I'm coaching clients who have, again, pretty much every client I work with has some big dream or big goal. And after we've identified what that is and kind of put a plan together, I'll often take out a sheet of paper. And in the bottom left-hand corner, I'll put a dot and say, this is where you're at right now. And then in the top right-hand corner, the exact opposite, I'll put another dot mm-hmm. and just write dream. Like, this is where you want to be. Yeah. And I said, the problem is for most people is that they then draw a straight line yeah, from yeah. where they are now to where to True. their dream. And I say, it's not going to work that way. So I get another sheet of paper, draw the same two dots, and I start to draw the line up. And then at some point, I do a sharp line down yeah, and then up. yeah, Because there is going to be some problem. Something's not going to work out the way you think it's going to There's some 
barrier, some distraction, some problem, some crisis that's going to happen in your journey from where you are today to where you want to be. And nobody gets there without going through some of those difficult times. And that sharp line I draw down, I always circle that and I call that the dip. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's going to be a dip. Yeah. And the question is, how are you going to respond do? when yeah. we hit that? Because that's exactly where most people give up. Yes. And they never, ever achieve what it is that they're trying to mm-hmm. achieve. And so I think that applies to what we're talking about. And yeah. so, as you mentioned, there could be so many different scenarios that some of you are facing right now where life hasn't turned out the way you thought. Maybe it's having a baby. Maybe it's getting married. Maybe it's that dream job. Maybe it's some kind of skill you're trying to develop and it's not happening as fast as you thought it was. There's going to be dips. Yeah. And... Again, if you don't answer that question in advance, what am I going to do when the bottom falls out? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do when this doesn't turn out exactly the way I thought it was going to turn out? Then most likely discouragement takes over and you miss out on what could have happened if you kept moving forward. Yeah, just that persistence. And I say persistence and flexibility. Yeah. Right? Like you just got to know that might not be the only dip. (laughs) There might be some little bumps or some, you know, another big dip. It's just, it's just when you have your, when, when the end goal aligns with everything, like with your values and your heart and like, whatever that is, I've, you can withstand those things. And if you have your identity wrapped around it, you can't, right? Like if you are just, that is who you are. You're, this dream becomes who you are. You almost just forget the why. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just looking at the what. Those dips kill you. And I think that's what it, it does. It knocks you off your feet. And it, it almost demotivates you to, to withstand another one because you're not focused on the why there. But That's good. Anyway. Jordan, that's great stuff. Thanks. Thanks for talking with me on Friday. Of fun. course. That was fun. You killed it. You crushed it. You no. did too good. I don't want to do it with you again. <laughs> My ego can't handle Shut it. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Um, all right, guys. Well, I hope that was super helpful. Um, if it was, feel free to share that with somebody. Um, we are going to be coming back next week. I feel like all of our January um, podcasts are very like you know goal-oriented, which I love because it's mm-hmm. just kind of who... Well, not who we are, but it is a lot of what you focus on in a career. I feel like it's a lot, a lot of the topic yeah. of our conversation. So I'm sure that we will be um, sticking with that theme at least for another week. Um, but yeah, all right. Have a wonderful week. You're gonna chime in. I'm just staring at you. No, I mean you don't want to do the conclusion. <laughs> well, I thought you were gonna chime in, so I'm just staring at you. No, you're doing great. All right, guys. I'm just gonna give up public speaking forever. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And that was another good talk. talk.